Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell, and this week we're airing highlights of the 2020 Governor's Arts Awards. The ceremony was held on Thursday, February 6th at the Old Capitol Building in Jackson. Mississippi's Poet Laureate Beth Ann Fennelly served as host. The ceremony began with remarks from Mississippi Arts Commission Executive Director Malcolm White and Governor Tate Reeves. Good evening, and welcome to the 2020 Mississippi Arts Commissioner's Governor's Arts Awards. I'm Beth Ann Fenley, Poet Laureate of this great state. Over the past three decades, more than 160 visionaries, dreamers, and achievers have been honored for their contributions to excellence in the arts. We have five notable Mississippians here tonight to thank and honor. But first, I've been asked to read a poem. I picked an old one. I think I'm feeling nostalgic. This is from a book I wrote about my daughter's first year, and now she's a freshman at college. This is called Three Months After Giving Birth, The Body Loses Certain Hormones, and My Hair Starts Falling Out. Long red hair on the sheets, clogging every drain, woven through the forest of my brush, baked into brownies. This shedding stops in a month, I read. Just another thing they never told you about childbirth. At least they told me to expect this body, how it's soft and soupy now, my flesh hanging loose from my bones. This, while the child's skull is hardening, her fontanelle fusing its portal beneath her cap of magnificent hair. Yes, she is growing up, and I am dying down. If I can hope for, say, another 30 years of dying, that old consolation can console. Another 30 years seems far away, and I'm feeling elegiac, Comfortably elegiac, watering these impatience hanging from the porch, baby on my hip. It's foolish, perhaps false, to view my life with this grandiloquence. But even the suddenly, slowly dying need indulgences. Child, I've loved many things. I've loved food heartily. I've doubled the garlic in every recipe. I've had the perfect peach and understood. I've taken a night train and woken in a new country, owning little. I've hitchhiked and the man who stopped sang me opera all the way home. I've loved jokes, the ocean, anything with sequins, the Mississippi juke joint, and the man there with a hook for a hand who spun me gently on the dance floor. 
that I've loved my work occurs to me now. I've been fond of almost every student. And the one time, moved by a poem, I wept in class the way I always feared I would. The students did not laugh at me at all. I have loved most your father, my partner in dying, though perhaps he doesn't know he's dying yet. My hair knows. My hair surfing westward on the breeze is saying goodbye to this world, to its bows and braids, its sequins and stroking fingers. My hair anticipating everything. Who else knows? The house finch building in my basket of impatience her nest. The eggs in her body are hardening, ripening, ready for her to start dying. The house finch busily weaving with strands of long red hair. Thank you. I want to thank the Mississippi Arts Commission for the opportunity to serve my four-year term as a state's poet laureate. And my term is coming to an end. A new poet laureate will be selected, and nominations for the poet laureate are being accepted by the Arts Commission in the next coming months. Now, I take great pleasure in introducing the man leading the efforts on behalf of artists and art supporters in the state, ladies and gentlemen, the executive director of the Mississippi Arts Commission, Malcolm White. If you can't see Beth Ann's shoes from where you're sitting, uh, you need to take a look at them. They're radical. Welcome everyone to the 32nd Annual Governor's Arts Awards. It is a joy to see the familiar and new faces tonight in what is my 15th year of the Governor's Arts Awards. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> Today we are privileged to honor a group of extraordinary recipients at the 2020 Governor's Arts Award. We begin a new decade in our state by continuing a tradition of honoring excellence and achievement in the arts, a tradition that has stood the test of time. When it comes to creative endeavors of arts, music, and literature, Mississippi's contribution is unparalleled. The story of our legacy is worth repeating. Willie Morris may have said it best in his book, My Mississippi. To quote Willie, Mississippi is blessed with a dazzling number of brilliant and creative souls who have distinguished themselves and their state nationally and internationally in a multitude of callings. In the field of music and literature, is there any other state that even comes close? In the visual and performing arts, Mississippians are achieving popular and critical acclaim. 
This creative impulse rests not only with those who are themselves artists or musicians, it thrives within the hundreds of others, teachers, entrepreneurs, librarians, civic leaders, art patrons, museum curators, bookstore owners, parents, homemakers. All of these draw upon their own imaginations to enrich the lives of those who live here. Willie continues, all creativity is discovery. Creating is discovering something you did not know before, which has sprung from the things you know very well. Mississippi is one big laboratory for breeding and cultivating the creative spirit. And that spirit and that asset, in my belief, is Mississippi's greatest resource. Tonight we are here to celebrate the creative spirit in all of us, and especially in these five recipients who we honor here. We thank Governor Tate Reeves and First Lady Ely Reeves for being here and for participating and supporting this partnership. Here are the numbers, Governor. You and Ely are going to be around a lot longer than I am. And I'm looking to you guys to be leaders, to build this partnership and to make it in your vision and tell us how you want it to look. And we appreciate your support and your being here tonight. I also want to thank the good folks here at the Old Capitol Museum and the Department of Archives and History for hosting us in this magnificent space. And finally, I want to thank MPB, Mississippi Public Broadcasting, for their partnership. And if you look in your program, you will see times that this program will be aired both on television and on MPB Think Radio. We're grateful for your partnership. I also want to thank the arts commissioners who volunteer their time to guide this agency. And Governor, you appoint them all. I would also like to thank the staff of the Mississippi Arts Commission for all of the hard work they do to better our state through the arts day in and day out. And finally, I want to thank all the generous contributors and sponsors of this event. Without it, we absolutely could not do this. We raised private money to make this event happen. And we thank you, and we are honored that you are here, and we appreciate the work that you do by helping us to continue to honor the service and the lives of these great artists. Finally, thank you all who have supported the arts in ways large and small in your lives and in your communities. Thank you for standing proudly for creativity and innovation. It is an honor and a joy to serve the arts community of the state that I love, the great state of Mississippi. Would you please now help me welcome the 65th governor of the state of Mississippi, the Honorable Tate Reeves. Thank you. Thank you. What a, what a privilege it is for, for me to be here tonight. Thank you, Malcolm.
I've been around long enough to remember your first day on the job in 2005 when you came up to the 11th floor of the Woolfolk Building, which just so happened to be the floor that the state treasurer's office was on at the time and still is today. And so I had the privilege of sharing that floor with Malcolm and his team and his staff for nearly six years. And it's a, a long friendship, and so to be here in this capacity tonight uh, is a, a great privilege for me, and I look forward to working with you and your team uh, in the future. Beth Ann, thank you for your service to our state. Thank you. Uh, as Malcolm mentioned, you have on great shoes, only to be rivaled with how good your poem was that you read earlier. So. Before I get to recognizing the amazing recipients tonight, I first have to recognize, and I have to admit this, my favorite Mississippian. She has a brilliant mind and a deep love for our home state, and she has a much better eye for art than I do. She has served as vice chairwoman of the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra Foundation Board, president of the Jackson Symphony League, and as a member of the investment committee for the Mississippi Museum of Art Foundation Board. Ladies and gentlemen, my best friend and the first lady of the state of Mississippi, Elie Reeves. <clears throat> and since she is a music minor from Millsaps College, I know you are all sitting here thinking which Reeves you asked to speak for this. But unfortunately, you're stuck with me tonight. Tonight, though the award statue they will receive is made of cast bronze, make no mistake, this represents the gold medal of achievement for Mississippi's artists, the highest honor our state bestows on those who have spent their lives in service to the arts. In a state with an enviable number of world-class artists, musicians, and writers, a state whose citizens forever change the trajectory of popular music, a state with more Grammy winners per capita than any other, the recipients we honor tonight have risen to the top in an extremely talented pool. They join the ranks of legendary artists like Eudora Welty, Morgan Freeman, Thalia Amara, B.B. King, William Dunlap, and the International Ballet Competition. We congratulate a special group of award recipients who have achieved success in the varied fields of ballet, art preservation, gospel, landscape painting, and folk rock. Tonight, we honor all these deserving recipients for the deep well of creativity and culture they bring to our great state. I want to personally thank you all for your con contribution to our state, to all the award recipients, but also to everyone in this room. We all know that this award, these awards tonight would not be possible without the generosity of all Mississippians, particularly those of you who have contributed to this particular event and contributed to our state. As, a, as the, the governor of this state for right at 20 days, <laughs> and trust me, it seems like 20 years, <laughs> thank you all for what you do to make Mississippi such a special place. Thank you all.
Thank you so much for this beautiful words, Governor. We truly appreciate you and, and your wife being here tonight. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. This week, we're airing highlights of the 2020 Governor's Arts Award Ceremony held in Jackson on February 6th. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell. Today, it's a special episode highlighting the 2020 Governor's Arts Award Ceremony held at the Old Capitol Building in Jackson on February 6th. In this part, you'll hear from painter Richard Kelso, ballet dancer and teacher Henry Danton, and Dr. Carmen J. Walters, president of Tougaloo College. The landscapes, our first recipient paints, reminds us how beautiful our state is. I'm very excited to learn more about him. I've admired his work often in the, the Treehouse Gallery in Oxford. Let's learn more about Richard Kelso. Richard Kelso paints what he knows, and what he knows best is Mississippi. Like writer Eudora Welty, Richard Kelso has an uncanny ability to convey a sense of place, especially when depicting his home state. Born in the Delta town of Cleveland, Mr. Kelso is known for his large and vibrant paintings of that uniquely beautiful section of Mississippi. As a young man, he studied under well-known painter and teacher Henry Henshee at the Cape School of Art in Massachusetts. After serving in the military, Mr. Kelso received art degrees from Delta State University and the University of Mississippi. He taught art for most of the 1980s at Millsaps College and Meridian Junior College. In 1987, he settled in Jackson and took up painting full-time with a studio downtown. His work can be found in private and corporate collections as well as public institutions around the Southeast. Both the Mississippi Museum of Art and Lauren Rogers Museum of Art have Richard Kelso works in their permanent collections. Over the decades, he's continued to refine his work and has built a growing audience for his beautiful paintings. But his passion for Mississippi and for painting its landscapes is a constant. Mr. Kelso continues to show new work at several galleries, including the Treehouse in Oxford and Fisher Galleries in Jackson. For his mastery of depicting Mississippi landscapes through fine art paintings, the award for excellence in visual art goes to Richard Kelso. In 1986, I was teaching art at Meridian Junior College uh, and just finished my third year. And um, I began to think about making a change in my life. And I started wondering, what if I could make a living as a painter? I decided pretty quickly, it, it went from a kind of a whimsical thought to one that was pretty serious. And before long, I realized I was going to do this. I think we fool ourselves sometimes thinking we're still debating when we really, we've already made up our mind. And uh, it's a little like falling in love. It, it happens while you're not looking. And then it's, once you're aware of it, it's too late. Uh, <laughs> um, but unlike falling in love, um, 
this was all on me. I didn't have to worry whether she's feeling the same way or not. But, uh, <laughs> but I heard an interview with uh, the British artist David Hockney uh, on TV about that time, and he said, you often hear a banker at the end of his life saying, I wish I'd have been a painter. But you never hear a painter at the end of his life saying, I wish I'd have been a banker. <laughs> so later that summer, I was at home in Cleveland with my mom, and uh, I had to run it by her. Uh, I'm grown. I can do what I want to do. But, you know, mom's mom, and you got to tell her what you, you're fixing to do. Give up the only decent job you've ever had. Try to make a living as a painter. I kind of knew the response. It was not going to be a bunch of jubilee and glee and all of that, but, and I was right. I told her, I said, Mother, I'm going back for this final year, and then I'm going to give up this job, and I'm going to see if I can make a living making paintings, selling paintings. And there was a pause, and she said, You know, we all have problems. <laughs> and I said, uh, Mother, this is not about a problem. This is about what I want to do with my life. And, uh, but once she saw that I was serious, and uh, of course she became my number one fan, and I was going to be the next Rembrandt. So um, I made the move to Jackson. And uh, in those days, there was no cell phones. I had a landline in my apartment. My studio had no public entrance. And I was not affiliated with any gallery. If I'd wanted to fail, I couldn't have done more. <laughs> and um, so I would like to thank her and thank you all for this award. And I will try to honor you both by making my paintings better. Thank you. The next recipient has made his way from England across the world stages to a home in Petal, Mississippi. Let's learn more about Henry Danton's journey. Henry Danton performed on major stages around the world before the master of ballet gracefully landed in South Mississippi. Generations of dancers and dance communities have been influenced by Mr. Danton. He's been a dancer and dance teacher for nearly eight decades, starting his career by performing principal roles in many of the world's greatest ballets. Born in 1919 in England, he entered the dance world at the advanced age of 21 after being injured in World War II. His career took off very quickly and Mr. Danton soon landed with the Sadler's Wells Ballet, the founding company which later became the Royal Ballet after Danton's departure. Henry Danton was an original cast member of Symphonic Variations, choreographed by Sir Frederick Ashton, alongside Dame Margot Fontaine and other ballet giants. His influence in ballet spans the globe, Mr. Danton founded a South American ballet company in the mid-1950s that became the Venezuela National Ballet. In the early 1960s, Danton made his home in New York and taught at Carnegie Hall's Ballet Arts, the Martha Graham Dance Company, and the Juilliard School. Mr. Danton later began teaching at Western Kentucky University. 
He started teaching dance part-time in Mississippi during the 1980s and became a resident of the state in 1996, where he has taught dance for the last 23 years. He continues to teach students around the world, but his home is in Petal. He has taught countless youth in the Pine Belt and college-age dancers at Belhaven University and the University of Southern Mississippi. For his longtime commitment to excellence in dance and the youth of Mississippi, the Award for Lifetime Achievement in Dance is presented to Henry Danton. Governor Reeves and uh, First Lady Ely, um, I want to thank you so much for this uh, wonderful award which I'm receiving. I'm absolutely o overwhelmed because I'm, I've never felt that I did anything special, anything different than anyone else, just uh, what anyone else does, you know, you try to, try to do your job the best you can. So, um, I, um, as you see, I'm not, not very good at talking in public. <laughs> My business is dancing with them. But um, I wanted to say that uh, I've been received here in, in Mississippi by the students and the families of who the kids I've taught, they've made me feel completely at home here, and this is my second home uh, where after my home country, England. I'm so happy to be here and thank everyone for all the wonderful times I've had here. It's not at all what I wanted to say. I couldn't remember what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much. And I'm very, so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you and congratulations. Like the governor mentioned, Henry Danton celebrates his 101st birthday next month. He is certainly the awards recipient with the most history in the Governor's Arts Award program. So now we get to um, learn a little bit about the Tougaloo Art Collection and what they're doing over there at Tougaloo College. Um, and we're going to watch a video at the World Class Art Collection. Tougaloo College has long been a safe haven for political and artistic expression. While known primarily as an educational institution and for its significant role in the civil rights movement, Tougaloo College has housed and preserved a significant art collection for more than 50 years. Founded in 1869 by the American Missionary Association of New York, Tougaloo was established for the training of young people irrespective of religious tenets and conducted on the most liberal principles for the benefit of citizens in general. It played a central role nationally in the civil rights movement. During this era, the New York Art Committee for Tougaloo College was formed by artists, activists, curators, and critics. In the spring of 1963, the committee shipped works by important modern American and European artists to the college. 
This was the first collection of modern art housed at a Mississippi institution and marked the bold beginning of Tougaloo's diverse art collection. As the first curator of the collections, Tougaloo art professor Dr. Ronald O. Schnell began the African-American collection with works donated by artist Hale Woodruff. In the early 1970s, the college acquired additional works through grants from the National Endowment for the Arts. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, Professor Schnell acquired works of African art ranging from sculpture to textiles. In 2002, 500 pieces from Africa and Oceania were donated by the Genevieve McMillan and Reba Stewart Foundation. In 2011, Tougaloo opened the Benny G. Thompson Academic and Civil Rights Research Center, which includes a gallery where pieces from their extensive collection are on view. The Tougaloo College Art Collections currently hold 1,500 works. For providing a home and access to one of the most diverse art collections in the South, the Governor's Award for Preservation of the Arts is presented to the Tougaloo College Art Collections. Good evening, Governor Reeves and your lovely wife and all of you assembled, thank you. On behalf of the trustees, administrators, faculty, staff, students, and alumni at Tougaloo College, I'm elated to accept the Mississippi Arts Commission's prestigious 2020 Governor's Arts Award for Preservation of the Arts. I must publicly thank the Tougaloo College Art Committee, headed by Carol T. Puckett, under her leadership, these individuals cultivate sustainable arts partnerships, increase public access to arts and cultural activities, and secure resources to help preserve and sustain our art collections. Special thanks goes to Mr. Tori Fluker, our present curator, and trustee emeritus Dr. Edgar Smith for your support. To our former board chair, Trustee Prater and his beautiful wife, Dr. Gwen Prater, thank you. To Dr. Twiner and the Chamber Choir for your participation here today, thank you. And to our leadership team for your presence. For nearly six decades, the Tougaloo College Arts Collections have contributed to the academic and cultural environment at Tougaloo College and the broader global community. Partnerships with the Mississippi Museum of Art Henry Luce Foundation, Andrew Mellon Foundation, Genevieve Macmillan Reber Stewart Foundation, and other entities have been essential to preserving the collections of 1,500 objects, including papers, sculptures, paintings, decorative arts, and textiles. In the spirit of preserving and advancing the arts, Tougaloo College remains committed to ensuring that our distinguished art collections continue to do three things. One, serve as a vibrant hub for learning. For we know that when students perceive their world differently, they become more imaginative and inventive thinkers. Two, we want to serve a broad area around the city of Jackson as an interracial oasis in which the fine arts are the focus and the magnet. 
And finally, we want to serve the needs of those throughout the world who want to browse, research, and donate to our collections. <laughs> we have such noted artists as Romare Bearden, Jacob Lawrence, Robert S. Duncanson, and many others. From the bottom of our hearts, we say thank you. That was Dr. Carmen J. Walters, the president of Tougaloo College. What an amazing steward of the, the work there. Thank you. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. This week, we're airing highlights of the 2020 Governor's Arts Award Ceremony held in Jackson on February 6th. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. Thanks for joining us this afternoon for the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. Today we're airing highlights of the 2020 Governor's Arts Award Ceremony. And in this final part of the ceremony, you'll hear from musician Steve Forbert, members of the gospel group The Jackson Southern Airs, and a performance by the choir from Tougaloo College. Next up, a native son of Meridian whose songs and performances have given glimpses of our state to music fans around the globe. Let's learn more about Steve Forbert. In June of 1976, the USA was getting ready for bicentennial celebrations. But Steve Forbert was getting ready to launch his music career. He boarded a train in the Queen City heading to the Big Apple to make his own fireworks in the epicenter of folk music, Greenwich Village. It didn't take long for the singer-songwriter from Meridian to go from playing on the street to filling legendary New York nightclubs. Within two years of arriving in New York City, Mr. Forbert was signed to the major label, Nemperer CBS Records. In the late 1970s and early 80s, Steve Forbert released four critically acclaimed albums. Jackrabbit Slim achieved gold record status, aided by the radio hit Romeo's Tune. Meet me in the middle of the day, let me hear you say everything's okay. Bring me southern kisses from your room. Steve Forbert moved to Nashville in the mid-80s. Among his 20 studio albums is Any Old Time a collection of songs by another famous Meridian musician, country music pioneer Jimmy Rogers. For that album, Steve Forbert received a 2003 Grammy nomination for Best Traditional Folk Album. Forbert's presence still looms large in the music world internationally. 2017 saw the release of An American Troubadour, The Songs of Steve Forbert, 
featuring renowned musicians like John Oates and Robert Earl Keane performing Steve's songs. The following year, Forbert released his memoir, Big City Cat, My Life in Folk Rock. But Steve isn't hanging up his guitar and harmonica anytime soon. He continues writing and performing songs with the youthful exuberance of that Meridian teenager with Big City Dreams. For using his brand of Mississippi music to share stories with the world for more than four decades, the award for excellence in music goes to Steve Forbert. Thank you, thank you. Well, I've been a few places through these um, 40 years of touring and all. I've been at it since I started in Meridian about 50 years now. Um, and um, after I started touring a lot, I've really done a lot of traveling. There's so many places to be, and it's, it's such a big world. And... Um, I really thank, uh, I'd like to mention a person, Miss Harvey from Meridian, who is a cousin of Jimmy Rogers, who uh, encouraged me early on when I first started playing. She was a guitar teacher, and um, she was uh, a person who it really increased my involvement in songs, per se. Uh, she's not with us anymore, but um, she taught out of a renovated chicken coop in her backyard. And um, she was very encouraging. My dad is here tonight. Thank you, Dad. He's 96. Not as old as somebody, but... <laughs> Thanks, Dad. My mother physically couldn't be here. She's in assisted living in Meridian. And um, I miss her not... I'm sorry she's not here tonight. I'm, we, we miss her. Uh, she, she just couldn't make it. So um, thank you all. I want to uh, thank the people who wrote in the letters of recommendation for me. Uh, John Flint, who's here, and uh, Mark Tullis, Malcolm White, thank you, Marshall Ramsey, Arden Barnett, Lee Thornton uh, from Meridian, Paul Gambaccini, um, a uh, BBC personality, BBC Radio in England, and Robert Langford. So I thank those people, and it's, some of them I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just met John Flint tonight. So I believe we're also gonna, my friend of mine, George Naha is here with me from New Jersey. Oh, gods and years 
tears would rise and fall and there's always something more lost in talk i waste my time and it's all been said before while further down behind the masquerade the tears are there i don't ask for all that much i didn't want someone to kill Let me hear you say everything's okay Bring the southern kisses from your room Meet me in the middle of the night Let me hear you say everything's alright Let me smell the moon in your perfume One more time Meet me in the middle of the day Let me hear you say everything's okay Heaven, let me see you smiling back at me Thank you so much, Steve Forbert and his accompanist, George Naha. That was wonderful. Well, longevity seems to be a theme this evening, and um, this gospel group that we're going to look at next certainly has been blessed with longevity. For more than 80 years, the Jackson Southerners have been leading the music style in Mississippi and bringing it to the nation and the world. Groups come and go, but the Jackson Southerners, some of their performers have been with the group for 40 or 50 years. Let's take a closer look at the Jackson Southerners. Gospel means good news. Rooted in the African-American churches of the South, this music has been shared throughout the world. A Mississippi group, the Jackson Southern Airs, has spread the good news through song for more than 80 years. The Jackson Southern Airs are credited as the first Mississippi gospel group to employ keyboard, drums, and bass, kicking off a popular trend that continues to this day. Frank Chrysler formed the group in 1940, but it was their 1969 release, Too Late, that jump-started the Jackson Southern Airs into its active performing phase. I've got something. The group toured extensively around the country and internationally. From their first recording on the Songbird label, 
The Jackson Southern Airs went on to release 28 albums on MCA, Blackberry, Redemption, and Malico Records. Over the years, 11 Jackson Southern Airs albums landed on the Billboard Gospel Album Charts. The group hosted a long-running weekly radio show and the television program Gospel Unlimited. In 1989, the Southern Airs received a stellar award and three years later were nominated for a Grammy Award in the Best Traditional Gospel Album category. While the founding members have passed away, the group continues to perform with longtime members James Burks and Huey Williams, who have been Southern Airs for 50 years, and Maurice Sorrell, who joined almost 40 years ago. In 2010, the city of Jackson honored the hometown heroes by renaming a street Jackson Southern Airs Drive. For decades of spreading the good news through traditional gospel music, the award for lifetime achievement in music goes to the Jackson Southern Airs. Thank you. May God bless you, and I want to thank our governor, our new governor, Dave Reeves, and wife, and uh, to our congressman, John Horn, Senator John Horns. Thank you all and the entire staff for acknowledging the Southern Isles down through the years. I would say like uh, two and a half decades of writing, producing, and as musicians, throughout the state. We'd like to thank you and to this band that was, I don't know what they were playing a song, I remember some words to it, but if 20 years ago, before like a 25 or 30 years ago, had I not met the Lord, I would have come unglued. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again and God bless you. I want to first of all thank God for my being here and the longevity that he's given me through the gospel ministry. And I want to receive this award on behalf of the Southern heirs that came before us that are no longer with us. But I'm very elated right now to have my father here, one of the original Jackson Southern heirs, Mr. David Sorrell. And I also have my mother here with me as well. How y'all doing? I just want to thank God first for letting me be able to be here today. And I uh, just want to thank Mr. Horn for thanking up the Jackson Southern Airs. And I just want to thank the people over the world for supporting us, for all the work that we're doing and everything, you know, for all these uh, shows that we've been. Just want to give everybody a thank you. A very special thanks to the judges for the Governor's Arts Awards and to our sponsors. Thanks also to Mississippi Public Broadcasting, especially Catherine Rodemeyer. We couldn't do this without you. Also, join me in thanking Governor and Mrs. Tate Reeves 
And let's give a big round of applause for tonight's recipients, Richard Kelso, Henry Danton, the Tougaloo Art Collections, Steve Forbert, and the Jackson Southern Airs. <laughs> Nominations for the Governor's Arts Awards are solicited every spring. Please visit the Mississippi Arts Commission's website for details, and maybe there's someone you'd like to nominate. Closing out tonight's show is the Tougaloo College Choir, directed by Dr. Carl Twiner. They will perform My Soul's Been Anchored in the Lord by Stacy Gibbs. Thanks for joining us. For the Mississippi Arts Commission, I'm Beth Ann Fenley. Keep celebrating the arts. listening to highlights of the 2020 Governor's Arts Awards on the Mississippi Arts Hour. The program is a co-production of MPB Think Radio and the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm Allison Walker, the Lady Auto Mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpvonline.org.